If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. The truth is entrepreneurs, we're creative, we're passionate, we're obsessive human beings. And when I connect to the human, I desire the product and value it that much more. Like it holds a way different meaning. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing numbers and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. There's been a lot of talk about Instagram for like the last decade, but recent talk has a lot of users scratching their heads and resisting the urge to post because they're not quite sure exactly what Instagram wants. I recently saw a quote from an Instagram user named Peter Jean, and it said this. It said, I don't know who needs to hear this, but your social media is a treasured archive of your personal expression and evolution. It doesn't need to be a peer-reviewed journal. Let your expression be for you again. Have fun with it again. I love, love, love that sentiment. And trust me, I get it. Social media is always changing and there seems to constantly be new trends and best practices and tips to be successful, so much so that it can all feel super overwhelming and leave you second guessing how it is that you want to show up, if at all, and what the heck to actually share. Instagram is kind of famous for stumping all of us with what the algorithm is and how they're prioritizing new features that seem to be dropping all the time. I mean, in a recent announcement, Instagram point blank said that they're prioritizing video on the platform. It's something that's been shifting and evolving over the last few years, but it's leaving people feeling a little stumped and frankly frustrated. Should you go with long storytelling captions or short and clever ones? Should you use reels or not use reels? What about IGTV, going live, showing up in stories? I mean, do photos even work anymore? This platform alone can cause us to get stuck and not know where exactly to start or pick back up. But today is all about simplifying and getting unstuck and finding a very simple solution for figuring out what in the world to post on Instagram. And spoiler alert, 
the answer isn't a one-size-fits-all solution that works the exact same way for everyone listening. It takes into account your own personality, expression, experience, bandwidth, goals, business if you have one, and personal preferences for how it is that you want to show up in this online space. So while it will look different for everyone, know that your own formula is going to feel best for you. I want to give you the groundwork, but I also want to empower you to figure out which way of showing up feels right. And that's going to translate into content that doesn't feel forced or phony. It translates into content that is genuine, that feels exciting to share it. It translates into feeling more like a legacy and less like a chore. And that's what we need in order to create an online presence that connects us with our ideal audience and that encourages them to engage with us. Before we dive in, I also wanted to quick let you know that I have an epic free training on how to drive real results on Instagram without needing thousands of followers. And I would love for you to watch it. If you head to teachmeinsta.com, that's teach me, insta.com, all one word, you can sign up and tune into my free Instagram training. And here's what I'm covering inside of this free training. First, why you don't need to have thousands of followers. You need to create devotion and connection with the right people. It's not just about the number under your name anymore, but you can focus on growing the right people. And I'm going to share how to find them. Two, I'm going to share why it's not about vanity metrics. Like sure, Instagram wants us to focus on likes and comments as entrepreneurs, but we want to look at the real ROI, return on Instagram. And so I'm going to help you tie our creative effort on Instagram into real results in the app and beyond the app. And lastly, I'm going to share how the algorithm is actually working in your favor. It's not out to get you or ruin things for you. In fact, it's aiming to get your content in front of the people who would be most likely to see and engage with it. We're learning how to care less about the vanity metrics and determine how to best partner with the algorithm. And I am just so excited about this training. So again, sign up. It's absolutely free. I cannot wait to teach you these things about Instagram and so much more. You can head to teachmeinsta.com to save your seat. All right. Are you ready? Let's get rolling and dive on into the three steps that we can take to determine what to actually post on the gram. Let's do this. Have you ever wished you had an on-demand mentor that could provide advice on how to improve your customer experience or scale your business? Well, HubSpot's got you covered. Introducing the HubSpot Podcast Network. It's a one-stop audio destination for business professionals looking for education and inspiration on how to grow better. With access to a collection of marketing, sales, service, and operations shows, you'll have all the information you need as your company goes from startup to scale-up and beyond. Listen, learn, and grow with the HubSpot Podcast Network at hubspot.com slash podcast network. So before we jump into the steps, I want to really quickly touch on some Instagram stats that I found wildly interesting and that can help us narrow down where we fit into the current IG world. So I was doing some research for today's episode and came across an article from Sprout Social about recent algorithm and engagement numbers for Instagram. It shared that the most highly engaged posts on Instagram are actually carousel posts. Maybe you're thinking, wait, what? Well, then same. I love a good carousel post, but given the focus on video lately, I imagined video would be more highly engaged than a swipe through carousel. The next highest engagement rate is actually image post followed by video posts last. 
That doesn't mean video isn't important. Stories are still a staple for engagement on Instagram with more than 500 million users posting on stories per day and a third of the most viewed stories coming from brands. According to that article, stories should remain a staple in your content strategy, especially as they allow brands to, quote, skip the line in followers' feeds and aren't restricted by the Instagram algorithm. Now, I found a healthy balance for myself by trying to post at least one minute of my day on stories, which comes out to four 15-second slides. Now, I don't hit it every day, but I try to because it really is just a tiny fraction of my day and time, but it shows a glimpse of what's going on in my life for my followers. And I do find that regularly posting even this small amount of stories and snippets of my day boosts my engagement number significantly while helping me connect with others on the app. And it allows for my followers to feel like they're getting a peek into some of the behind the scenes of my family and work life. Sprout Social also shared that the best time to post is on weekdays at 11 a.m. Central Time, because that's a time of day when people are most likely to be jumping on during their lunch break or for a quick pause from work to scroll for a few. This is one of those recommendations that you can play with, and ultimately, I invite you to take it or leave it. I don't necessarily subscribe to this notion that there's just one time of day that you have to post that performs the best. So if you notice your followers engage better at a different time, then by all means, roll with that. But these stats should show you that so much of social media is taking the current best practices and combining them with your own intuition or desire for the app. Like, while we want to employ smart strategy, I love that. It's also important that it feels good and fits with our own schedule and our own lives. So take these tips and use them as a guide more than a rule book. Now, are you ready? Let's get into three steps that you can take to figure out what it is that you should be posting on Instagram. So step number one is this, and we have to start here. This is the number one mistake I see people making. First, we have to determine the goal of the post. Now, I know this sounds weird, but when you're sharing, there should be a reason. And if you start with defining the goal or purpose, it helps the rest unfold way easier. Do you want to entertain, educate, or inspire? Well, social media can sometimes feel like this ego boost. If you set out with a goal of impacting other people, it can transform the way that social media can feel in general. Every single time I post on Instagram, there's a tangible goal that the post achieves. I think so often we get tripped up because we have this photo that we want to share and then we scramble to write a caption and we end up just describing what's in the photo and it's totally a natural thing to do. But I want us to think a little bit deeper. Now, it could be my past life as a wedding photographer coming out here, but the truth is when we share a photo, if you think about it, a photo is literally a split second in time. So in sharing a single photo, you're telling other people to care about or engage with this moment. They might not have any reason to. And so it's important that you invite them into that moment on a deeper level, like help it make it mean something to them, not just to you. So if we start with the goal in mind, if we try to work backwards and instead of picking a photo and trying to come up with a caption, first try picking a goal that your post is going to achieve. If you're thinking, well, what does that even look like? Maybe the goal is to tell a story that your audience will connect with and relate to. Or maybe the goal is to share a lesson that you recently learned that they might find useful. Or maybe your goal is to make someone laugh or add joy to their day with a funny story. Or your goal could be to provide a tangible tip or takeaway that you can get your followers a quick and easy win. 
Or maybe your goal is to create a deeper connection with your audience. After I know the goal that I want my post to achieve, I fit it into one of my five categories. Now, if you don't know what I mean when I say categories, I have this Instagram strategy called the JK5 method that I teach inside of my paid program, the Instagram lab. It's been featured in marketing courses and even published in books. Essentially, the JK5 is where you're centering your content creation around five main content pillars or categories that will give you a recognizable brand beyond what you do or sell. These include categories that are there to connect you to your followers. And once you have your five, you rotate through these categories so that you don't just use social media to promote a business, but so that you become a recognizable human or brand that people can connect with and trust. Now, I adopted this when I was starting out because I didn't subscribe to this idea that I had to be one dimensional. I knew that I wanted to create connections beyond just what I was selling. I needed people to actually care about me. And so in order to do that, I had to post more than just my work. If you think about it, if you're showing up and you're only sharing your work, you are a business. Your business is your product, your service, or your offer. That's how you're showing up online. Businesses are powerful, right? But brands are pivotable. I don't even know if that's a word, but brands can pivot. And I think that's super powerful for a lot of us who are like, I don't know if I want to be doing this same exact thing five years from now, 10 years from now. A brand is the personality behind your offers. And if you are running your business, if you are trying to build a true brand, then it's important that you're connecting with people outside of what you sell. The JK5 idea is that it's going to help us to get away from only sharing about our offer. And so one of our pillars will be about what we do or sell or create, but the other four pillars give people a reason to follow us, even if they're not currently on the market for what it is that we're selling. So I recommend choosing five categories that your brand will be known for. Um, Kind of imagine like if you had a magazine what type of topics would you cover? Like if you pictured yourself on the cover of a magazine, just play along with me here. What would the headlines read? What kind of things would you talk about? Like for me, it's evolved so much over the days. It used to be like home decor and we used to foster puppies and we traveled a ton and all these things. Now a lot of it is motherhood and marriage and relationship and books I read and things like that. It can transition as you transition. This isn't meant to be a rigid system. But what's so cool is it gives you this opportunity to touch on a variety of subjects and themes that have to do with work and life outside of work. So these categories can be related to your product or service, your personal hobbies, your interests or pastimes, your profiles or features of your team. If you have a big team and you're like, I don't want to just be the face of the brand. It could be about geographic features or things you like about your town or area, or it could even just be categories where you're like, this feels so mundane But guess what? Mundane is what most of us are living with. So maybe it's shopping or your pets or your home decor or plants, whatever that is, it can be a strong connector. Now, the cool thing about this is when you adopt this method, you'll not only create a versatile, well-rounded and connected brand, but you'll also create an interesting feed that earns you the ability to sell to your audience without them even batting an eyelash. Like your marketing will shift from a mere sales pitch to open invitations. So as you start to think of your categories, I also want to mention that they can evolve. 
I want you to know this. I think a lot of people get stuck in rigid systems and they try to force things that no longer works. And I always laugh when I think about this because when I first started out, my brand was known for mac and cheese. Stick with me here. I was a wedding photographer. I love mac and cheese. I still love mac and cheese to this day. But literally about once a week, I would post about my love of mac and cheese. And one thing that made me smile is that at least once a day, someone would send me a picture. They were at their grocery store or their kid was eating it or they saw mac and cheese on the menu or there was a funny mac and cheese flavored chip and they thought of me. And I loved it because I was like, I don't want people to just think of me when someone says I need a wedding photographer. I want them to think of me in their everyday life as a trusted friend, as someone that they connect with. So go ahead and give yourself permission to choose your categories, knowing that they can shift if you need them to, or if you change your mind, or if you want to say things differently or show up in a different way. Now, I think that it's so powerful to really land on what your five pillars are because it helps provide a structure to your feed. And again, it doesn't have to be rigid, but it kind of helps for you to find this posting flow where you don't feel like you're talking about the same thing over and over and over again. And so my categories continue to evolve as I evolve and they evolve really naturally because I tend to just choose what I love, what I'm personally invested in, what I'm obsessed with, what I'm dealing with in real life. And so this method is to give you this kind of structure so that you're not thinking, oh man, it's a Wednesday and I haven't posted on my feed in over a week and I don't even know what I would bring to the table. So each of my posts in my feed fall into one of my categories. And then I try to dial it a bit deeper with my caption. I always want to make sure that I attach a specific goal of either inspiring, entertaining, or educating within each post and try to figure out which category your post will fall into of your JK5 and then mix it up. The idea when I originally chose five categories was that I was posting Monday through Friday. So that means every single Monday through Friday, by the time I got to the end of the week, I'd hit all five categories and I would start over the next week. Now, I don't post every single Monday through Friday. Friday anymore. My life just doesn't allow for that and nor do I really want to, but it gives you again that structure to kind of cycle through your categories, but then still remind people of what your offer is or what your product is or what your service is and invite them with a call to action to take a step further with you. Do you use a customer relationship management platform in your business? A CRM for short? Not quite sure what that is or why you'd need one? Well, I've got you covered. A CRM platform like HubSpot helps you align and manage customer interactions with your business so you can deliver consistently great customer journeys that drive growth and lifetime loyalty. With HubSpot as your CRM, you can install live chat on your website so you can get in touch with potential new clients and customers directly. You can allow these potential new clients to book meetings with you, which would be great if you're a coach or a podcaster. And HubSpot also enables you to access the full history of each customer's experience with your business so that you can have more informed conversations with potential clients and current customers and build personalized content. One of my biggest predictions for new marketing trends is definitely more personalized content and messaging. So knowing the full timeline of each customer's relationship with your business will be key to serving them the right content, offers, and messaging at the right time. Learn more about how you can scale your company without scaling complexity at HubSpot.com.
Step number two is take turns featuring the pillars of your content. So we touched on figuring out five or so categories, obviously with the JK5, that you can post about even though you are likely known for one or two main things or offers. So if you're an entrepreneur, these are going to center around your product, service, or offer. But remember, you don't just want to promote and focus on your business, which is the products or offers for sale. You want to focus on building a true brand. How many of you have seen when somebody starts a new business or maybe they join like a direct sales company? Company, and out of nowhere, their feed switches from the life that you knew to just strictly about products. And you're like, wait, like, what is your connection? Wait, I didn't even know you love these. And it's just this stark contrast that can be really jarring. And so the reason why I think it's interesting and important to take turns on the pillars of your content is that you want to create that connection with people who aren't ready for what it is you have to sell. Again, your brand is that personality behind those offers. You want to have these additional categories or pillars that will help you connect. Like we are on social media to be social, to create this connection. So they're not meant to just be like buffers or filler content. These are the big things that connect you with people even when they're not ready to buy. For me, these pillars are like body image and miscarriage. And honestly, those two categories are like my passion projects. Like I would never monetize those things, but they are so embedded in who I am. These are the biggest ways that I connect with people like heart to heart on social media. And these are the ways that I really like love showing up because I feel like I make a big impact. So think of it like this when you're choosing your categories to feature. What would your best friend or your mom or your coworker tell me about you or the vision of your company beyond what you sell? Then consider if you couldn't talk about your product or service, what kinds of topics would you be talking about that feel relevant to you or your business? Or think back to that magazine idea. What categories would your ideal clients want to read about or learn more about? So when I created the JK5 method years ago, it was because I saw so many entrepreneurs hiding behind their product or service. And the truth is entrepreneurs, we're creative, we're passionate, we're obsessive human beings. And when I connect to the human, I desire the product and value it that much more. Like it holds a way different meaning. Now, I also recognize that when we hide behind what it is we're selling or just use social media as a business, we generally only show up when we have something to sell, which means our efforts are more focused on selling and not really on serving. Lastly, I recognize that many entrepreneurs are multifaceted, multi-passionate, multi-hyphenate human beings. So we want to think about longevity of what it is that we're building. This is why I've been able to pivot so many times from wedding photographer to watercolor artist to podcaster to course creator. There's so many different ways that I've leaned on this method. So you want to focus on building a true brand where people care about the personality more than the products. So when we break down that goal of five different categories, like I said, I used to post Monday through Friday. My life doesn't really uh, invite that sort of participation any longer. But the thing that I really want for you to think about is it's not about posting every day, 
the real heart behind it is that you are serving 80% of the time and then selling or inviting 20% of the time, right? If one of your pillars of the five is about your product, service, or offer, that means 20% of the time you're focused on inviting or selling, while the other 80% you're just focused on connecting with other people. And I love that philosophy because I think it's something that we often slip where we're in promotion mode all the time and we're not actually connecting with human beings. Now, I want for you to notice something here. When I originally created the JK5, I was posting Monday through Friday. In fact, I used to post like twice a day. I don't know where I came up with all of that content. But as we're talking about this episode, as we're talking about the platform, I also want to just acknowledge that like we are human beings. We are not just content creators. We are mothers. We are wives. We are sisters. We are friends. We are caretakers. There are so many roles we're wearing. And I think that the evolution of Instagram and the evolution of how we show up on the platform needs to be noted. I don't feel guilt any longer about not posting every single day. In fact, I want to show up and post with intention. And what I think can happen is that when we provide a ton of structure and system, we sometimes feel guilt and shame when we're not fully following through. And so the whole idea, the whole notion of this episode is flexibility and honoring where you're at in your life. And I'm not afraid to admit that if I post twice a week, I'm like, that's a great week. And that's just the season I'm in and the way that I want to show up. And so I invite you to really reflect here. When you look at these different categories, when you look at connecting and serving and inviting, I want for you to ask yourself, like, what feels good? Like, what can I commit to in this season of life and honor that and show up with intention instead of just focusing on quantity and not quality? So I just want to invite you to understand that, like, even the Instagram quote guru or teacher has transitioned and evolved the way that I use the platform. I still use the structures because it helps for me to not sit there and think, well, what am I even going to post about? but I've shifted it to fit my life and where I'm at right now. So step number three is this, do a caption check, okay? For a lot of people, the captions are the hardest part. It's kind of like staring that cursor, wondering like, what can I say that's gonna grab people's attention or invite the elusive engagement? And I think a lot of times we overthink things. Like some days I'm super inspired, I could type until it runs out of the character limit. Some days my captions could be really short and sweet, like a quote or a meme. But let's talk about how to check your caption before you hit publish. So let's say I'm going to prep a post for my marriage category that achieves this goal of entertainment. So I sit down and I write up a story about how Drew and I moved from the just friends relationship status to it's complicated to in a relationship after three years of taking comm classes side by side. So after I've drafted up my caption, I always run through a quick list of questions to make sure what I'm posting is helpful or entertaining or impactful for my audience in some way. So even though my captions are often stories about me or my business, my family or my life, I want to make sure that they're more than just a journal of my thoughts and musings. Like I want for each post to feel like they're providing something valuable or impactful for my followers. So here are the questions I run through just to be certain that each caption is meaningful to more than just me. Again, it's not about ego. It's about connection. So here are three questions you can ask yourself to just do a quick caption check before you hit publish. So first, why does this matter? 
Not every post needs to serve every single follower, but every post should at least try to serve someone. So get clear on who the post is for and what the goal is that it serves. So why does this matter? And I think a lot of times it can help you check your ego at the door if you ask yourself this question, why does this matter to anyone but me? And it can really help for you to make sure like, okay, I am showing up and serving on this platform. The next is how are you helping people feel invited to engage with your post? Be inclusive and conversational in your language here. Even though this post is about you or your business or your family, how can you make it a broader conversation that loops in your audience and makes them feel a part of it? Like, where do they come into play here? How are you helping people to feel invited to engage with your post? Make it about them. You're not always the hero of your own story. And then lastly, what is the next step for someone who engages with this post? So, I know this feels unnatural at first, but try including a call to action on each post so that people have this easy invitation to engage. It can be something super simple like double tap if you agree or more complex like head to the link in my bio for more info or leave a comment with your thoughts. Either way, get into the habit of guiding people to take action when they see your post. You want to make sure that when someone finishes reading your post, they don't have a dead end. You want to invite them to go the next step, whatever that looks like, however you ask them to engage, just put the invitation out there. So now that we covered those three questions, why does this matter? How are you helping people feel invited to engage? And what is the next step for someone who does engage with the post? I want to give you a bonus step before we round this out. When was the last time you spent time on your explore page? Admittedly, I ignored this tab on the app for quite some time, but let me tell you, if you are struggling with what to post or how to show up, it can actually be a honeypot for inspiration from creators who are nailing the content game. You'll encounter trends for reels, other style content. You'll find posts from people who align with the content you're engaging with and see how others are making the most of the ever-changing landscape. I actually have been loving the Explore page because it's just connecting me with content that's relevant in this season of life. I love looking at home interiors or new babies and their mothers or fashion and things like that. And it's fascinating to see what the Explore feed is connecting me with because it could be a good indication if my JK5 might have evolved or if I'm not quite sure what my JK5 is. Spend a little bit of time on your Explore feed because a lot of times the people that you're serving likely connect to similar content categories that you do. And so if you're feeling stuck or you're like, I have no idea what to post or I feel so uninspired, hop onto that Explore page and just scroll for a little bit. See what Instagram is telling or thinking that you're liking and save any posts that inspire you that might help for you to really feel creative again and get back to creating. So there you have it, a simplified look at how to approach Instagram, even with the ever-changing climate. And I just want to encourage you, I know this app can be frustrating at times, but I really do look at Instagram as a way to leave our legacy. I don't know about you, but I'm not great at journaling. It's a practice and a habit I want to adopt. But when I look at my feed, when I get served memories on Facebook or when it pops up, hey, you posted this a few years ago on Instagram, it really makes me see that like Instagram gives us this incredible opportunity to document and share our lives and our journeys with strangers across the world, but also with our friends and family. 
And I know sometimes it can be this comparison trap. And I know that sometimes we can get discouraged by the algorithm. But if we stay focused on the power of connecting with just one other person and making a difference in one other person's lives, in documenting one moment of our lives that we never want to forget, it can transform the way that we approach the app and the joy that the app brings us. And while I think we need to approach this app from this place that first prioritizes our mental health, but secondly, it feels fun, I firmly believe that having a plan eliminates so much of the guesswork and the procrastination in doing what it is that we need to do in just simply showing up. Like for Instagram especially, leaning into a handful of topics and categories that make sense for you or your business and then tying the message of each post back to a goal that serves your followers can be a straightforward way to create content that feels authentic to you and that helps you connect with and meet your audience where they're at. It helps shift the focus, not on selling, but on serving, and it helps for you to think about impact over income. And trust me, those things go a very long way in today's digital world. Remember, Instagram is not about perfection or perfectly curated captions and photos. I mean, for some people it is, but the most impactful accounts that I follow aim to serve, inspire, connect, educate, and share stories that matter. And so if you focus on keeping that at the heart of what you post, you literally can't go wrong. The algorithm can change and your foundation is strong. You can show up day in and day out confident that you are focused on connecting and not selling. And it can really transform the way that the app feels for you. And I think that is something that we forget about far too often. I sincerely hope that this Instagram training was helpful today. I am so grateful for you for being in my community. And if you want to learn more about my specific approach for Instagram, head to teachmeinsta.com. I have a free training there all about how to approach Instagram and get real results on the platform. Again, that is teachmeinsta.com. I would love to teach you inside of that free training. I'll see you there. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. 
Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.